Those to be instituted in the ministry of acolyte, please come forward. Frederick Edward Bauer, Donald Eugene Lincoln. This weekend, we celebrate two important commemorations in the Catholic Church. On the 1st of November, we celebrate the Feast of All Saints. And we remember with joy and gratitude all those who have gone before us and who are now enjoying eternal happiness face to face with God. On the 2nd of November, we celebrate All Souls Day, also known as the commemoration of all the faithful departed that is, those who die with God's grace and friendship. It is this latter commemoration that we celebrate this evening. Our celebration of all souls is based on the Catholic theology that some of those who have departed from this world have not been perfectly cleansed from venial sin or have not fully atoned for their past transgressions. Being temporarily deprived of the beatific vision until such time as they have been completely sanctified in Christ, the departed souls are to remain in purgatory, a state of purification. To assist them in this process of being freed from purgatory, we, the spiritual brothers and sisters in Christ, we pray that they may receive the reward of the saints. The Catholic teaching on purgatory is essentially based on our belief in two realities. First, that there will be a purification of believers prior to entering heaven. And second, that the prayers and masses of the faithful here on earth are sure to benefit those in the state of purification. The, the church prays for and remembers the faithful departed throughout the entire year. However, All Souls Day is the general solemn day of commemoration when the church remembers, prays for, and offers masses for the faithful departed now in the state of purification. Typically, Christians will reserve this day to offer prayers on behalf of their departed relatives and friends. But on this day, the church is also asking us to pray in a very special way for all the deceased, for all of those whom we have known, but also for all of those who have died without their passing ever being communicated to us. We know only a minute part of the multitude of people who died since the creation of the world, but God, on the other hand, knows all of them, each personally and individually. Moreover, the Catechism of the Catholic Church reminds us that we pray for the souls in purgatory not only because our prayers are capable of helping them, but also because our prayers for them make their prayers for us effective in our lives. Today we put faces and names on those we honor and for whom we pray. And by that very fact and the connection to their lives, our celebration can bring sadness to our lives. It is never easy to let go of those whom we love. There is never a right time or reason. And because of that reality, 
It is essential that we see in this day the heart and substance of our faith as Christians. The souls of the just are the hands of God. All of us, living and dead, are claimed by Christ. We are part of a community of believers, a community that encompasses all of those who have followed Christ past and present. Through birth, life, death, rebirth, and new life, we belong to one another. Because we belong to one another, we who are still pilgrims on earth are called by Christ to use the gifts and talents that he has entrusted to us to help our brothers and sisters in Christ in their pilgrim pilgrimage back to the God who created us. This is why Christ gives us the church. We need one another. No one of us is equipped to make the journey back to the God who created us alone. In our faith journey, we are not called to be rugged individualists. In our faith journey, we are called to journey to God together, serving one another along the way. This is the example that Jesus gives us when he humbles himself to wash the feet of his disciples at the Last Supper. And through the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, Jesus teaches and empowers us to act as he did. And we offer this humble service to our brothers and sisters in Christ according to the gifts and talents that God has entrusted to us. Jesus admonishes his disciples that in as much as God freely bestows gifts upon them, they are to offer those gifts freely in service to others. Today we celebrate one such call to, God, to, service, to serve God's people. In prayerful discernment, Don Lincoln and Fred Bauer have come to be more aware of God's call in their life and have asked to be instituted as acolytes in the church. Their pastor and teachers in charge of their preparation and others who know them have given favorable account and I have full confidence in their testimony. The word acolyte comes from medieval Latin meaning attendant or follower. In the ecclesial context, an acolyte is someone who assists the priests or deacon in the Catholic liturgical service. An acolyte spelled with a small a is often used to refer to altars at the ser uh, servers at the altar. But through the formal installation to the ministry of acolyte with a capital A, the church provides that a man is officially constituted as an extraordinary minister of Holy Communion in the diocese he serves and not just a particular parish and he is to distribute Holy Communion to the faithful at the liturgy and to the sick. In addition, in the absence of a priest or deacon, an acolyte is authorized to serve as a minister of exposition and reposition of the Blessed Sacrament without benediction. The main point is that the functions of the acolyte bring him into close relationship with liturgical services where we give glory to God and which will lead him to minister to a ministry of service to his brothers and sisters in Christ. Don and Fred, you have been chosen for the ministry of Acolyte. You will have a special role in the service to God's people. The summit and source of the church's life is the Eucharist, which builds up the Christian community and makes it grow. It will be your responsibility to assist, pre pre to assist priests and deacons in carrying out their ministry and as a special minister to give Holy Communion 
to the faithful at liturgy and to the sick. Because you are specially called to this ministry, you should strive to live more fully by the Lord's sacrifice and to be molded more perfectly in its likeness. You should seek to understand the deep spiritual meaning of what you do and so offer yourself daily to God as, spirit, as a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to him through Jesus Christ. In performing your ministry, bear in mind the admonition of Jesus to his disciples to serve humbly, always remembering that as you share the one bread with your brothers and sisters, so you form one body with them. Show a sincere love for Christ's mystical body, God's holy people, and especially for the weak and the sick. In your ministry, continually reflect upon the words of the prophet Micah when he says, this is what God asks of you, only this, to act justly, to love tenderly, and to walk humbly with your God. Be obedient to the commandment that the Lord gave to his, his apostles at the Last Supper. Love one another as I have loved you. It is this commandment of love that brings all of us together as the communion of saints. The Lord's disciples, the Lord's disciples who are on pilgrimage here on earth, those of us, those who have died and are being purified in purgatory, and still others in heaven who are in glory, contemplating the full light of God himself, triune and one, exactly as he is. Let us pray. Please stand. Brothers and sisters, let us pray to the Lord for these chosen, chosen by him to serve in the ministry of acolytes. Let, let us ask him to fill them with his blessing and strength for, the faithful, for faithful service in his church. God of mercy, through your only son, you entrusted the bread of life to your church. Bless our brothers who have been chosen for the ministry of acolyte. Grant that they may faithfully, that they may be faithful in the service of your altar and in giving to others the bread of life. May they grow always in faith and love and so build up your church through Christ our Lord. Take this vessel with bread for the celebration of the Eucharist. Make your life worthy of your service at the table of the Lord and his church. Take this vessel with wine for the celebration of the Eucharist. Make your life worthy of your service at the table of the Lord and his church. Together let us recite, recite the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, 